I bless the Lord and give him praise and thanks for the privilege of being able to be alive, first of all, and then to come and to share with you from his word today. I trust that as I share with you from God's word, that your heart would be encouraged from the things that we share day after day. As I share with you, I'm asking you if you would share with others. Every day, I send at least 200 persons this devotion, more than that. And I'm asking you who receive these devotions, if you could send at least two or three persons. If every one of us would send to someone, it won't be long before we would cover a great majority of the people that are alive. So I trust, I'm asking you please to share. I don't know what the Lord will do, but I'm trusting that he will do great and mighty things with these devotions that come directly from his word. We have touched on quite a number of matters in our devotion. And this morning, I am burdened for us to touch a very important matter, and that is the matter of prayer. There is a song that many of us know. It is written by Joseph Scriven. The song entitled, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. He said in the first answer, What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. I believe the model for us to look at when it comes to the church would be the New Testament church and the history of the church is found in the book of Acts. And in the book of Acts, I find the early church in the upper room and they were there praying. So I want to share with you a little for the next few mornings on a theme, the upper room experience. Let's look at Acts chapter 1. I'm going to read verse 13 and 14. And for the sake of time, I will read verse 24 and 25. But when you get some time, please read the rest of the chapter. Acts chapter 1, verse 13 and 14, 24 and 25. And when they were come in, they went up into an upper room, where aboard both Peter and James and John and Andrew and Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon Zelotes, and Judas the brother of James. Verse 14. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women, and Mary the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. Verse 24, And they prayed and said, Thou Lord, which knowest the hearts of all men, show whether of these two thou hast chosen, that he may take part of this ministry and apostleship, from which Judas by transgression fell, that he might go to his own place. What is happening here? The early church, Jesus Christ, not long gone back to heaven, and they have a matter to look at. And before they deal with this matter on their own, they are consulting heaven, asking God 
to lead. I believe that every born again believer should experience a closet or a closed door talk with the Lord. Every one of us, we should sometime or the other have a closed door talk with the Lord, just the believer and the Lord. Why would you say that? Matthew chapter 6 and verse 6. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret. And thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. So there are times when I need to pray, just me and the Lord alone. I call that a closed door experience. But I also believe that it is even so also with the church, when you are a part of the church, that there must be an upper room experience. When you say upper room experience, one may wonder, what am I speaking about? Permit me to explain. An upper room experience is for the church to get together, gather together and pray. You see, to put it another way, the believers must know how to pray together. This New Testament church was born in the upper room. The baptism of the Holy Spirit was to mark the birth of the infant church. As I studied this, I noticed that it was 10 days these believers gathered in a place of united prayer until the heavens were open and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. In Acts chapter 2 and verse number 4, the scripture said, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. These days, we want to see the church with its power, but we will not experience the power in the church until the church experiences praying together as a church. As I think of what transpired there, I must say, it is in such places like the upper room, the greatest business in the world is done by the church. When humble believers meet and bow before the Lord, believers who are ready to exchange their will for His will, believers who are filled with the Holy Spirit, when they gather together in a place of prayer, great things happen. As I look at the prayer meeting on the eve of Pentecost, I conclude that this is a model that should help us as believers of His Church to see some of our characteristics mentioned here. Today, you and I must be honest. As we look at the church and the prayer meetings of the church, that's the time the fewer people gather. And you know what? If we are not gathering for prayer as a church, then the church will not have the power of God that is provided whereby it can have. Now, there are some things that I want us to notice in these verses. First of all, I want you to notice the small, and I call it small, but powerful word, A-L-L, all. In verse 14, the scripture said, These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, with his brethren. These all refer to the 11 apostles, the women Mary and the brethren of Jesus. Verse 15 tells us 
Altogether, there were about 120 persons present. And in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said, the number of the names together were about 120. So we notice that the church is made up of at least 120 people. And the scriptures say, these all continued with one accord and supplication in prayer with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with the brethren. This tells me that all of the church, all of the church has a responsibility to not only attend prayer meeting, but to be a part of prayer meeting. This group was made up of men, women, young people, and older people, leaders in the work of God, and new converts all were present together in the upper room. If you are a part of a church and your church is having prayer meeting, I encourage you to look into this very carefully and see what God would expect of us. I encourage you, support your church by supporting the prayer meeting. My time is up. I must stop here for this morning. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for what your word is designed to do. Thank you that we have your word. Thank you for the aid of the Holy Spirit to help us to understand first of all and then explain your word. Thank you, dear God, that we can receive your word and the word can make the changes in our lives. Have your way with each individual today as they share this message with others. May churches all over be strengthened when the brethren see the need of coming together for a prayer meeting. We love you, praise you, and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, my brethren. Just share and let another friend hear the devotion.